Welcome to the Tear Out the Tags podcast, where you learn to remove the labels that are holding you back. Let's get started. Hello, Team Embolden. Yesterday, we talked about who is susceptible to tags. If you didn't hear yesterday's episode, I encourage you to circle back to it. Today, we're going to dive into the when. When do we start getting tags in our lives? Before we dive in, I want you to think about the first time in your life you felt like there was an expectation to be something or show up a certain way. As you're channeling that first memory, I want to share a story with you. I grew up with an older brother who was incredibly athletic. He was quick, he was agile, and he had great hand-eye coordination. I don't remember a single sport that he ever played that he wasn't good at, but more than anything, I remember how much he loved sports. Now, I didn't necessarily love sports, but I looked up to my older brother who I thought was super cool. So I started playing sports as well. I played soccer, softball, volleyball, flag football, figure skated, dance, cheer, and I saw all of those as athletics. In my mind, they all took an extreme amount of athletic ability. This was never a problem for me until my sophomore year of high school. I was 15 and I had just finished my varsity cheerleading season. Softball tryouts were a week away and my focus had shifted with intensity to softball season. Our cheerleading team was the first athletic department at our school to win a state championship that year, which came with a lot of feedback and a lot of negativity. There were a lot of other athletic teams that were telling us we weren't a sport and we didn't deserve to win state. I was already feeling pretty down about it, knowing that there was chatter going around and knowing that I was a part of the cheer squad who had won state. When one morning I walked into the locker room for a PE class and the varsity softball coach, Mrs. Pruitt, came out of her office and walked up to me and said, B, just so you know, I won't put a paper shaker on varsity. I was shocked. It was the first time I'd ever been called a paper shaker, but I assumed that that meant a cheerleader. Just because I had pom-poms in my backpack, I wasn't going to be considered for the softball team that year. I quickly came up with two explanations of what she must mean. The first was, I already was a cheerleader, and I had just won a state championship with our cheerleading squad. So did she mean that if I showed up for varsity softball tryouts, I would just be cut automatically? Or secondly, did this mean that if I tried out for varsity and she put me on the team, automatically had to turn my pom-poms in? Either way, I didn't like being handed two tags and told that I had to put one on and throw one away. Now back then, I didn't see them as tags. Back then, I saw it as an ultimatum. Either you're a softball player or you're a cheerleader. You cannot be both. I ended up playing tennis that year. I never did go to softball tryouts. And believe it or not, I didn't try out for cheerleading again my junior year of high school. I chose not to wear either tag because I didn't like being told that I had to choose one or the other. This certainly wasn't the first time in my life that I was handed a tag. It wasn't the first time in my life that someone had an expectation of me or is asking me to show up in a certain way. It also wasn't the first time in my life that I attached a tag based on an expectation. It just happened to be the first time that I didn't pick up either tag and I dropped both of them. We start collecting tags from the time we are very, very young kids, probably from before you can remember. And you're exposed to tags on a daily basis. Yes, that's right. On a daily basis, the world is turning, people are moving, situations are happening, and tags are everywhere. As a society, we are used to labeling others and being labeled, and it's up to us whether we want to pick up those tags and wear them or not. Now, my paper shaker story with Mrs. Pruitt has an interesting ending. A couple years after high school, I tried out to be an NBA cheerleader with the Phoenix Suns. I made the team, and at my first game being a professional paper shaker, 
I was standing at the entrance greeting fans excited to come in for the season opening game. And in walks Mrs. Pruitt, beelines it straight for me and dread came all over me. Until she started talking. She was with several other people and she started raving about me and my athletic abilities, what a good student I was, and even what a talented cheerleader and performer and dancer I was. I couldn't believe my ears. She raved to her family and friends for several minutes, telling them that there was nothing that I couldn't do. You see, it wasn't until that point in my life that I realized she may have been joking. She probably did not mean to derail my softball career, and she probably had no intentions of me giving up cheerleading. Perhaps she was just razzing me and giving me a hard time. The important part about the story that I shared with you today is that I was wired to go around picking up negative tags from other people, situations, and events. I wish I could tell you that that changed the tendency that I had, that that event made me realize that this person actually cared about me and thought very highly of me, but it didn't. For many more years, I was wired to pick up the negative influence in my life rather than focus on the positive tags that people were handing me. So when it comes to the question, when do we start receiving tags in our life? The answer is, you're always receiving tags in your life. But now you have the option to tear out the tags that don't feel good. Tomorrow, you'll learn the answer to the question, where are my tags? I look forward to seeing you then. In the meantime, check us out at www.tearoutthetags.com and you can find us on Instagram at emboldenlabel. That's E-M-B-L-D-N label.